Welcome to Podcasting for That Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are analyzing a whole lot of two-night drama. I mean, Brendan. Hey guys, I'm Armardia. My name is Brendan, and welcome back. Uh, We are going to do a quick recap of Women to Law, because not only was it not even, not only was it the least exciting thing that happened, it was also kind of sucky. Um, okay, so I could, have, I, could have, I could have predicted that entire thing, yeah. So, definitely predicted the entire thing. Also, the fact that um, everybody decided to talk all at the same time, and then the moment that Shanae was invited to the hot seat, because of course we all knew she was going to get to the hot seat, but the moment she got up to get to the hot seat, and the girls were yelling things like fake cry and then i believe it was our dear genevieve it was indeed and she defended her actions on the vile files but continue who we said um was well well, i know you thought she was hot stuff i was like she's boring she didn't do anything and then she clammed up during that therapy sesh whatever and was out um our dear genevieve decided to yell something like her ass looks terrible what is that a diaper (laughs) Okay, so two things, two things. She, she did a call in. She called in for about 15 minutes or so on the bio files. And she said, yeah. Basically, she said, I don't regret anything that happened at Women Tell All. Even though she, at that point, she hadn't seen it yet because they were quarterly. Yeah. So she hadn't seen it yet. But she, she was like, yeah, the entire time I was there, didn't regret any of it. And they asked her about why she was so weird at the therapy date. And she said that they didn't show this. But I had already told the cameras that I was going to go. That I was going to talk to Clayton at the end of the group date and felt like I had not established any kind of relationship that would even suggest that I would be ready to, for him to meet my family. Oh. So she was ready to leave at the end of the group date anyway. And then she was oh. like, I'm not doing this with him when I know I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting any effort into this. I'm not going to open up. I'm not going to do this with you right now. So she had already, she was already planning and had already told cameras. And so the cameras were making it seem like, but you know, like, let's just make it seem like you, you can't open up, you know, and then you go home. Basically. So uh, once again, the producers have tricked us. Yeah. But apparently she was, she was not planning to be there for more than a few more hours anyway. That's why she didn't care. When they were (laughs) asking those questions, she was like, uh, but I got she was like, I was not in a position to take this man home to my family. We had had no significant time together. No, that's true. I mean, after that, after that uh, two-on-one, he, it was like he didn't care about her anyway. Mm-hmm. So she was kind of like the, she was kind of like the, the other, you know, like he's removing, he's removing like the, I hate to say it, but like, you know, they say separate the wheat from the chaff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like she was kind of like, okay, we gotta, we just gotta kind of, kind of comb through and get all that other stuff out. Like I felt like she was kind of hanging around, mm-hmm. and like, oh yeah, oh Genevieve, you're great, still here. She was, she was the last of the shaft. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible, <laughs> but not inaccurate. I wish that they had given her the chance to just be like, hey, deuces, I'm out. We don't really know each other that well. Yeah. Fine with that, but whatever. 
Man, oh man, though, when she yelled that to Shay, I did hear some people, I don't remember if I shared this on our Instagram page or not, but somebody did make the point that they said, uh, don't, what did it say? Make being bullying a bully does not make you better. So, and I did think at one point when they were yelling to Shanae as she's going up on stage, as she's sitting there, and they're like, say hi, Meryl, nah. But when the moment she said, is that a diaper? I was like, oh my gosh, we've taken a whole new level now. <laughs> we've ascended or descended into a whole new realm. Because <laughs> even... Even Matt James's women who were mean as hell, I want nothing to ever do with any of them. Even them though, they didn't yell out to people as they were in the hot seat. Well, first of all, these girls, a couple of them specifically, felt like they could just talk whenever they wanted to. That was what was crazy. Jesse's talking, they're interrupting. Clayton's talking, they're interrupting. Hot seats, they're interrupting. I'm just like, girl, like, I know that, like, this is your Bachelor in Paradise audition. Yeah. But you need to know when and when it is and when it isn't your time to talk. And when Clayton's having a conversation with Jesse on stage for his hot seat, or when Jesse's trying to wrap up the show, Right. It's not your time to talk. That's what got me when Jesse, and how did you, scale one to 10, how would you rate Jesse's uh, first women tell all? Three at the best. <laughs> I think I'd give him a five. Because he kind of, I mean. No, he, he had, he had about as much control as somebody without a microphone has at a daycare. Okay, that is a hilarious analogy because it, you're right, you're right. When he kept saying, ladies, ladies, we need to take a quick break. And then they were just like, and he's like, you'll get your turn. It was like, all he had to do was bring up Shanae in that first five seconds of the freaking opening of the tell-all. He was just trying to paint a picture for us. And they were just like, no. He's like, we'll get to Shanae, okay? We'll get to it. I think, okay, maybe I'd give him a 4.5. Maybe not a 5. 5 is generous. A 4.5, I think he's he's getting his way up there, though. No, he did okay. He obviously has some interview experience because he did okay at the hot seats. Yeah, the hot seats were great. But the general reigning in of the ladies was not only horrific, but unacceptably embarrassing on his behalf on his part but like you said though those ladies were yelling at any time that they possibly could what but that's when you have to re- you have to remind them who's the boss and jesse is the boss you're right because i think of um i do think of like uh presidential debates and how the moderator it's their job to be like hey no you're over do not talk right now because when they do let the candidates run all over them, it's like, this moderator sucks. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You Jeff- have to, you have to, you have, even if you're not in charge. Yeah. If you're the one leading the discussion, you have to say, hey, I will let you know when you are allowed to talk. 
now is not that time. What if he, he had gone the, what if he, he had gone won. the exact opposite though? And was just like, hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> it wouldn't have been ideal. Love to have seen that. It wouldn't have been ideal, but it would have been better than what he did do, which was nothing. He just starts swearing at everyone. <laughs> and everybody's like, I kind of would have loved that. Like, WWE. Like, hey, hey, I'm Jesse Evan Paul. You <laughs> shut your mouth. Down, like, after straightening his jacket, like, he's like, now Clayton. <laughs> he's like, I played professional football. Don't talk to me. I did appreciate the fact that they did at the very end, bring back his bachelor memories and shame him, especially with the moment that he said the wrong girl's name. It was brutal. Like, it was like, hey, for all of you who aren't familiar with Jesse and you know that he's the bachelor, here's a little glimpse into his history. Clearly, they did not get the training back then and they get now. Social media said, uh, is this, somebody was like, is this why they don't show the bachelor eating anymore because of Jesse's season? And he was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> the way that he like tried to form sentences to those girls, you could tell he was so nervous being the bachelor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh, I loved it. Okay, so we talked about Shanae. Uh, Serene's... Wait, 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 though. We need to address the fact that Shanae doubled down hard on it was... everything that she did. I would. I was going to discuss it, and I thought that it was so obvious that she was going to. Like, I thought that there was not a mil, there was not a millimeter of my brain who thought that she was going to show any apology or contriteness. I thought she was going to be crazy. Like, I thought that she would at least like be like, "All right, I did watch myself, and I was a little crazy." However, like, I was doing it for Clayton. But the fact that she sat there in that hot seat, she sat there among the women, but then went to the hot seat, sat there with her, like she sat up really tall, had her hands in her lap and smiled that annoying smile that pissed everyone off even more. (laughs) That's what killed me. That smile as those women lost their minds and Sinead was just like, Oh, I kind of hope she shows up on the island. <laughs> I, I think if she does, it'll be much like the Queen Victoria's time. Yeah. Where it will be short and useless because no one's going to want to be with her. But what if she's calmer on the island? Like, what if you expect her to be like, like crazy? And she's like, you know, I'm not so bad. I just didn't like women. <laughs> no, because they're, they're going to be there. Yeah. But, okay, so Serene? Yeah. I thought net neutral from her. I don't think that there was anything. She didn't do anything. She didn't say anything. It was Mm-mm. almost useless that she was there. No, I'm not useless that she was there. I'm just saying, like, she didn't do anything for her stock. No. Like, it, I feel like it could have, it was like a, like, the hot seat women were, like, set up for, like, hey, if you want to be the bachelorette, this is, like, your last this is like your last hurrah, yell it out into the void, you know, or to the producers. And I think that she, if anybody was thinking about her being the bachelorette, I think the same people were thinking about her being the bachelorette. It didn't do anything to increase her odds. It didn't do anything to 
Freeze her eyes. It was just like that's what I was basically trying to say. Just like it wasn't like I think she's great. Oh yeah. It kind of reinforced to me that I don't want her to be. Do you think because it's just going to be Michelle's season over again, where it's a reasonable person making reasonable decisions, keeping reasonable people, and it's gonna suck. I was just about to say, do you think she's kind of boring? Yeah. 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 She was kind of boring. She seems very sweet. I would want right. her to be my, I would want her to be my good friend. But She's I great. Don't want her to be my bachelorette. You're right. She'd be the friend that I would like, I would, I would set up with somebody like I'd be like, listen, I've got this great girl. She's awesome. You should date her, you know? Like she's yeah. wonderful. But I don't want to see her date people. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to fix you up with one person and you guys can have fun. <laughs> uh, Teddy, the only thing I thought was interesting was the DM thing. Okay. Then the other interesting fact of, like, did you see Clayton's response? Was he, to release the DMs? He's like, my both of my brothers have vehemently denied it. Like, so he's like, so basically the internet is like, release the DMs, Teddy. Release the proof. Because Clayton, also using the word vehemently deny. <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. Like, let me, let me look into this even more. Did you so, see So it also seems that his brother Nate has also tweeted in all caps, release the DMs, Teddy. Yeah. So that's why the internet believes it's probably Patrick, who is, uh, so this E! News article says, so that just seems Patrick, who is, just happens to be one of Clayton's harshest critics. During a March 3rd appearance on Live with Kelly and Ryan, The Bachelor shared that he watched, he watches the shows with his brother every Monday and without fail, Patrick finds something to lovingly criticize about him. Most times he just bashing me and telling me that I have terrible game that he would do way better. I would love to put him on re- on the TV and have him showcase his ability. He's he thinks he's so smooth. I'm like, let me give you five minutes on camera and see where you go. So she's like. Clayton's brother did reach out to me because they because that, that was another thing. Was that Genevieve that was that was yelling like when she was like, tell him, tell him, Teddy, don't make me say it. Like I was yeah. Genevieve, like, what's my Genevieve's drink? Like homegirl was like, y'all thought I was boring on the show, but I got a lot of stuff to say here. I think it was just her. I think she was just at first drowning out, being drowned yeah. out by everything else around her. And then after the two-on-one, just kind of broken. That's true, because she did get really spicy with Shanae that first go-round. And then, mm-hmm. like, like so, I mean, but Genevieve, tell him, Teddy, tell him, don't make me say it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I think that we got a better glimpse into what her actual personality was at the Women Tell All than we did after, in the season. How about Shanae telling Genevieve that she slept with Aaron Clancy? <laughs> And then Aaron Clancy saying, did you see his response? No, I didn't. Poor Aaron was like, I listen, 
I haven't gotten a response yet because I was just at the theater seeing Batman, but I'm going to get on and respond later. <laughs> and so then he gets on, he's like, things are crazy. New Batman's great. Like, <laughs> like poor Aaron was freaking watching the new Batman, which also side note is freaking great. Like go see it anytime you have the chance. Cause I loved it. Chef's kiss. I don't do, I don't do the dark and gritty. So I think Dude. I'm out. It's so good. I did not expect Robert Pattinson to be the Batman that he is. I thought it was going to be lame. I was like, who picked Twilight Boy to star as my favorite superhero? Get out of here with that. Get out of my face. Christian Bale for life. No, dude. No. Robert Pattinson is the Batman. We can do this discussion off the air because we have a lot of things to talk we about. We sure can. Anyway. Batman, not a, Batman, not a superhero. <laughs> not a superhero. The only thing that's super about him is his bank account. In his mind, he's a detective. That's not, a, that's not super. Sherlock Holmes isn't super because he's a good detective. He's just a rich detective. That's all he is. I'm mad that I can't prove you wrong in this moment, but I will. That's right. Okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so Genevieve and Aaron, which Sinead... Sinead calls herself throwing Genevieve under the bus. Hilarious. But so anyway, Genevieve, all lively, then turns the tables and yells to Teddy, release the DMs. Tell him who it is or I will. So yeah, apparently one of the Eckerd brothers reached out to Teddy. Teddy's not telling who, but she's like, one Eckerd boy is enough for me. Very fair. Make anything up like that, right? No, it obviously is true. However, though, the internet also is very, uh, very iffy about how, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this next, how the Sarah stuff rolled out. Because some people think that Teddy and Rachel got jealous of Sarah and turned girl talk into something malicious when it wasn't. Because they were like, we need to get her out of here. And they got her out of there. I so if Teddy lied about, if Teddy can lie about Sarah saying stuff, she might also lie about Clayton's brother. I'm not saying she is. I'm just saying. Some people are speculating. I, I think there, the thing that's like too much coordination. It's a weird amount of coordination for sure, if it was. Okay, but uh, anything else from, from Women Tell All? I think I'm ready to move on. Yeah, it was just crazy. And the fact that they tore up Clayton as soon as he sat in the hot seat. And uh, what was her name? Sierra. Sierra. Sierra was, she let him up. Sierra Lindsay. <laughs> well, I, I think it's just because of what happened here. Because obviously, Susie, Susie was very popular in the house. No one had a problem with Susie. Mm-hmm. Susie was obviously very hurt by whatever happened. However, this went down. Rachel is going to be hurt next week. Gabby's confused. So I think that this is what really turned everyone who may have been even even slightly pro Clayton, anti Clayton. Um, the fact that Susie or not Susie, Teddy, when they ask you know, they're asking them to say their final thoughts to Clayton or whatever. Uh, Teddy was like, I'm in the unique position that I know happened. 
And I just hope that you're okay. I literally I was sitting on my couch eating popcorn. I said, what the F, Teddy? What kind of sick that? that? That combined with Nick Files tweets and with Robert Mills tweets led me to believe that last night was going to be the disaster that it was. Yeah. And then the pre have you seen the previews for next week? Or do you, you don't do previews? I might as well. I just I just did it. I'm just like it's fine. Everything is spiraling so fast. Yeah. It was such a normal, chaotic season for such a a bachelor that we didn't think we we didn't expect and we didn't think we deserved. We didn't want because we were like, what the heck is this? He is, he's given us, he's given us that drama though, for sure. He being like, I hope you're okay. <laughs> That's it. So yeah. Anyway, though, let's roll into those fantasy suites. Yeah, it uh so we have the ladies. Now all sitting together has become the custom since Peter season, which is. I hate it. So. I'm very conflicted because I think it's great television. Oh, fantastic TV. Unbelievably awkward. So then we have Clayton talking to us in the background. He says, can you fall in love multiple times? Multiple times at the same time. He says that he's falling in love with Gabby and Rachel and is already in love with Susie and says, I don't know. And then we have some awkward conversation with the girls. Susie says it's weird. Uh, welcome to the panic attack room. We're all having one. So she's trying to lighten the mood a little bit as things are obviously tense and awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Susie, there's always one that is spiraling. You know, there's always one. And I don't know how they choose the one to be the, like, is like, oh, gosh, is he sleeping with everyone? Is he sleeping with no one? I I don't think they choose. I think it just happens to be that. I think it just happens to be somebody. Props to the producers for um, filming Susie walking downstairs, like a spiral staircase. And her- I caught it before she even said I'm spiraling. I died though. I was like, how are they going to make her walk downstairs? (laughs) I love it. But yeah, Gabby was killing me. Gabby's just like, it's going to be weird. I hate it. I hope that she falls into a cave. Maybe. (laughs) um, After Rachel gets the date card, Susie is talking to the camera, says if tonight goes really well for Rachel, obviously they would be like sharing an intimate time together. That would be a really hard pill to swallow. Mm, yeah. Well, obviously, this is where we learn that Susie will, in fact, almost certainly be the last date. Yeah. Just to give her plenty of time to like spiral, as you mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah, Susie is like, well, okay, it'll be fine, though. It'll be fine. Much like we saw Madison spiral. Yeah. She says, I can see myself getting engaged to this man. I can see myself having a family with him. But I'm hoping that he takes like physical intimacy as seriously as I do. If I find out that he's falling in love with other women or he has become physically intimate with other women, that would be devastating. I just always assume that at fantasy suites, they're going to sleep with multiple people. I always assume that they sleep with at least two, maybe not all three, but at least two. And then the third one, they're like, usually, eh, not going to happen. 
I think two is a fair assumption. Yeah. So I, I never understand. And I get, I get what she's saying. Like if it's me, he's not going to want to sleep with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like if she knows, then why sleep with somebody else? I get what she's saying. I wouldn't want my man to be like, well, you know, I just had to check, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but at the same time, this show, when they give fantasy suites to three people, I always assume that they sleep with at least two. Well, Nick, Nick was talking that he said that he, he's mentioned this before, but he, re, but he mentioned it again today. He only slept with Vanessa. So at that point he decided it was going to be Vanessa. Mm-hmm. So my thought is, if you know when you get to Fantasy Suites who your person is, only sleep with that person. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense if you know. Because I know, um, Hannah, Hannah Brown, she had said, I know she slept with Peter um, and she slept with Jed. She didn't sleep with Tyler. Right. And so... Um, but that to me was not surprising, nor was it something for me to be like, ew, gross, she's a terrible person. You know, I, I just didn't think, I think that that's what fantasy suites provide if you want to do. Mm-hmm. Or did Susie think, what show did she think she was on? Well, and I think even by the end of it, by the end of this episode, she was willing to try to talk it out. That's the kicker to me. That's what threw me. She was like, okay, I understand. I understand what I'm saying and how it doesn't, you know, not that it doesn't make sense, but like how it could be hard. And then he's like, nope, nope, we're done. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Rachel and Clayton start their date. They start off in a helicopter. Clayton says, Rachel and I have the strongest physical connection. And then he, he, he said this a couple times before this, but this says it again. It's time to let my walls down. I had to start going deeper with our relationship. That's what today is about. I didn't think that he had walls with Rachel, to be honest, to me, at least, like the way it was conveyed. But she was saying that, you know, he's got to open up or basically, like, it's not going to work out for me. I think we see this a lot, but where the contestants are more vulnerable and more vocal than the lead because the lead is trying to balance the rest of the show. Yeah, oh, for sure. sure. I think it's very hard for the lead to give enough information to allow that person to feel safe, but not so much information to risk the rest of the show or the rest of the relationships. Yeah. And you, there's almost a certain amount of lying involved. Yeah. Like with I mean, Greg and Katie. Yeah. When Greg was like, tell me on the one. And she's like, I mean, you know, just like everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to pan out. Because I think Katie would have picked Greg. Yeah. Yeah. It's very well could have. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, so then they arrive at kind of the summit of this volcano. And then Clayton tells Rachel that they're going to go down 400 feet into the volcano. And as I tweeted, once again, a bachelor date I would not participate in. (laughs) 
I wouldn't do this. You wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, go to the highest of heights. And this week you were revealing you would not go to the lowest of lows. <laughs> I think the Icelandic people are great. I think I the engineers of Iceland are probably fantastic. Yeah. But it's not an MIT Nobel, Nobel Prize winning engineer I would trust to build this rickety open air elevator down <laughs> to the bottom of the volcano. I'm like, look, I don't care if it takes an hour. I'll take the stairs. So I was super excited about this date, though, because I got a chance to spend, I spent only one day, but I spent a day in Iceland. And so when I saw the landscape of it and everything, I was like, oh my gosh, because I, I stayed in, um, how do you say it, Reykjavik. Um, so I was really excited about it. And they do have like, so like we went on this, this tour of Iceland and like one of the things was like, it was the golden circle tour, but like the plate tectonics, um, oh gosh, I forgot exactly what it was, but like, you can see the rift in the earth and like, it's very weird. It's very, very weird to see like a split of everything. And you're just like, <laughs> I don't know, like I'll find a picture I'll show you. It's crazy. But like the way that Iceland is made is unlike anything I've ever seen. So like, that's, I would love to see a volcano. I would go. I would go to the volcano. I think. I think what I've realized that my problem is is not the volcano; it's the mode of transportation. <laughs> so you're like, I would go. I just would not do that rickety thing. It could be the sturdiest thing in the world. Yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> that's too far. That's too far to have relied upon nothing that's actually attached to anything but the top and the bottom. It's true, it is scary. It is scary. I just want to do it. But uh, Rachel tells us, I have done nothing but be vulnerable this entire time, and I need him to give a little bit back. Which was, this was the first episode I had seen any kind of, like, rift between them. Yeah, that's true. See, that's what I'm saying. I didn't think that there was, I always felt like they were on the same page. Like, so I, you know, obviously there was more to the story, you know, than what we were seeing so far. Cause it always looked like those two were, you know, cause to me, even before last night, I thought it was a shoe in for Rachel. I honestly never thought that Susie was the one. <laughs> I thought it was very close. But I, I just thought it was Rachel. And even Rachel being worried that she was the last, second to last rose, or she was the last rose to be given before he sent home um, Serene. I, that to me, I was like, I, I don't read into that because I think that she's the number one. But then last night, she's like, he needs to op open up. I need more from him if I'm going to accept her proposal. I'm like, oh, maybe she, I don't know. Well, I think... Maybe I started to turn my feelings at the uh, pretty woman date. I did think that's when I bumped Susie yeah. up higher than what I That's when I thought it was closer than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Cause yeah, I did think, I did think that. So while they're sitting in the cave, we cut back to the hotel room. Gabby tells Susie, I want Clayton to be able to explore everything. I really do like truly getting to know us inside and out just to see what it feels like. 
And then Susie obviously responds, I don't know that I feel the same way. And then you see her like visibly like shake her head, like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want. Like, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you can feel that way, Gabby. I just don't know if I can handle him gaining that kind of information about the two of you, which I, which, which I think none... I just want to preface this again and I'll preface it later. I don't think anybody's opinions here are wrong. Mm-hmm. But the key to this part of the show is making sure if you're the lead, you know how the, the contestants feel. And if you're the contestant, making sure the lead feel, knows how you feel about yeah. how fantasy suites go. Because we see this time in and time again, time and time again more so with The Bachelor than The Bachelorette. Yeah. That The Bachelor, that the contestants when they're females seem to be more apprehensive about the guys sleeping with multiple women than the women, than the guys feel about women who sleep with all the guys. Yeah. Because I think that, I don't know why, well, I think there's probably the apprehension, but it's not really shown in the way that the females, I, maybe the men don't voice it the way that the women do. And that's fair. And that's very cool. Well, it could be, but the way, the way it's handled for the women when it's the bachelor seems yeah. to be the most clear of what their concern is. While it may be concerned uh, being presented a different way over the bachelorette. Because I know like, again, to Katie season, like Greg freaked out because every time he thought that she was getting closer to somebody else, you know? Yeah. So if Greg had made it to fantasy suites, which did he, did he make it to fantasy suites? It was fantasy suite week. That's right. But I think he was the first. No. I can't remember. Was it the end of, I think it was, was it the, I think it was the end of hometowns. Yeah. That- there, was, okay, there was no fantasy suite. Yeah, because at the end of Hometowns, after she met his family, that's when he wanted her to be like, it's you. Yes, that's right, that's right. So if Greg had made it to home to Fantasy Suite, and she, like, even the thought of her sleeping with someone else, he would have, he would have just imploded. Yeah. And I think, I think that is an example of what Susie is going through. But it was like, it was, it was unique because we finally saw it in a man. Where he was just like pacing back and forth, like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. but only he didn't even get to fantasy suites to freak out. If he had gotten to fantasy suites, can you imagine how bad it would have been? His anxiety would have been crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's I think it's there for the men, but I think that they either don't voice it or they just show it a different way. But like I'm just thinking about the way that the world freaked out whenever Caitlin slept with Nick, you know. And everybody slut shamed her. Like, but she slept with him in like the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he showed up and she was like, hot damn. All right. <laughs> once again, don't really care that much personally. Mm-hmm. But like, I also understand that, like, part of it was slut shaming and part of it were people like, this is not how the show works. Yeah. This is you not know, the process. This was the important week. But at the same time, like, when I think about it now, I'm like, they can't literally, they can't, there's no rule around it. It's just like an unspoken rule. Yeah. But if she felt like he was the one in that moment, I mean, maybe, 
whatever. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's I, crazy. the Bachelor Nation has so many unwritten rules that we're all supposed to abide by. And when somebody colors outside of the lines, it's like, what? <laughs> so at this point, we cut back to the actual date. Uh, Rachel conf- Rachel talks to Clayton about the fact that she was worried that she was going to, she was going to be sent home at the last rose ceremony because she did had no idea where he was at. Yeah. He says, I don't feel like I was able to be like 100% transparent when I was with your family. I kind of wish I had told you earlier. I was kind of holding it back. So I'll just come out and say, like, I've, I've been feeling, and she basically says, I'm in love with you. And says, I've been feeling this way for probably a couple of weeks, maybe more. Thanks for being patient with me. Yeah. Her reaction was like very, it was very cute. Like she was like, oh, didn't see that coming, you know? Um, I did think it's interesting. And I kind of talked about this earlier, but like the fact that Serene was the catalyst for him to be like, I'm going to tell everybody that I love them. Yeah. Just because when he was walking Serene out and she was like, is it because of what I told you? And he's like, well, I don't want any woman to feel like if they tell me that they love me, I might send them home. So I'm just going to be honest with everybody. Right. <laughs> and it's very clear that it's been very clear for a while that Rachel is the most into him. Yes. Of, yeah. of anybody on the entire season. Yes. And it's been obvious for weeks. And that's and I think that's maybe why I thought that she was the front runner. Because Rachel was very obviously the most in there. Yeah. And she's always the one who's telling him. She told him, I think she told was one of the first people to tell him. Um, I mean, I know Susie told him too at their clock tower date. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. We saw their chem- their chemistry is what their chemistry is the most obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see Susie once again as things are going well and they're obviously ending in uh, some intimacy for these two. Uh, we hear Susie again in the background saying Clayton thinks that it's me at the end of this and then proceeds to sleep with other, another woman anyway. I would have a really hard time moving forward with him. And that is, that is what's happening in the background as he's making out with Rachel on the bed. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Clayton, I think what I got from this episode is like Clayton is like the biggest horn dog. Like, too. I think that Clayton was just like. He's legitimately, for all intents and purposes, just a better looking Peter. Yeah, exactly. He really is just Peter because Peter, and I, I'm going to. Um, I tweeted this out last night, and I said he handles things the same way Peter did, where he's such the people pleaser uh-huh. that by pleasing, by thinking he's pleasing everyone, he's also he's hurting everyone. Yeah, because he's trying to please everyone, which makes everyone think that they're his person. Yeah, and therefore making it so much worse when he has to let them down. It's, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that it is, it's really unfortunate because he could have been better, you know, 
And I feel like he was getting, he was kind of gaining ground. Like when he made the definitive decision to send Sarah home without going off to the side and talking to producers, it was, you can make a decision on your own, you know, like you can do this. You can start to see through people and the girls, you know, they called him out on it, you know, and they were like, you weren't listening to us when we told you information. But then when it applied to Sarah, it was like, well, I have to listen to these women and they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. It was very, it was interesting how like once he narrowed down the pool and got less voices, then it was like, oh, well, multiple people are saying this about you. It must be true. You know, then he decided to listen. And so, yeah, his inability to make a decision is crazy. And I think his inability to make a decision is where he found himself in love with three women. His inability to decision make make a decision led him to sleep with multiple people and was also willing to sleep with Susie too. Oh, he, that was his plan was to tell all three of them he loves them, sleep with all sleep three with of all them, three. and then next week propose to Susie like he didn't sleep with three women last week. Yep. And like my mom and I, again, we were texting back and forth and my mom was like, he's just like, I love you. So we good. We want, you want to sleep with me now? Like we good. <laughs> and then we were texting with Teddy and she was like, um, you know, we were joking about the fact that like when he asked Teddy, so you're not waiting till marriage. You're waiting till you fall in love. Just to like clarify. He was so clear on like his clarification, like, so it's till you fall in love. So basically, I feel like that was his way. And I think we talked about this. He, he was never going to keep her because he clearly, he clearly likes, like, I think he liked Gabby because there was a, like a, uh, Caitlin Bristow, Katie Thurston, sex positive, I'm down for whatever kind yeah. of vibe with Gabby. Yeah. And I think that's why Gabby was around. And Rachel was around because the connection was so strong and he knew they were going to have a good time. And Susie was around because he was going to pick her. Yeah. And that, like, you mapping it out like that is just so, like, it makes so much sense. And at the same time, it's so dumb because if you know, don't put people through it. <laughs> Look, and it's so obvious for me to see it that way. Because I am a guy. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't. I personally, I personally didn't think that way. The first serious relationship I ever had, I married. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't roll that way. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm just like it's the same reason why I knew it was so obvious why Peter kept Hannah Ann and Victoria F as the other two. It's like obviously, yeah, it's very obvious that he he these are the two that he wants to sleep with the most. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like that. Yeah. Like. I'm glad that you like can bring that male perspective to it. And like, you can see like, okay, this is, this is his, this is the map of his decision-making. Like that's it, you know? Cause it is like, you see it so crystal clear, but then it's like the way he goes about the execution is like, dude, dude, like back up. But seriously. Yeah. Like he was going to sleep with all three of them. Yeah. Just like nothing. And then like nothing happened. Be like, Susie, it's you. He already knows it's Susie. <laughs> he told us. He straight up told us. Yeah, and this was after he'd slept with the other two. So it wasn't like this was before he'd slept with them and it was like not what he wanted. Uh-huh. Overnight was not successful. This was after the other two that he told us it was her. Yeah. So we get to Clayton and Rachel the next morning. 
they are they obviously i mean they they had a good time they're really cuddly in the morning they made breakfast together which i thought was interesting because i've never seen them actually make the food i just i thought the same thing oh that was really interesting and then they're like do you want to make some breakfast but then it's like breakfast yeah like normally you just see them appear with the table the uh the the bed breakfast and bed table like you yeah. did from heaven, but they, I actually saw them making it. Yeah. Um, Rachel yells from the balcony, "Hey, I love you!" And then he comes back, and he says, "I love you too, Rachel," which was very a, clear, very clear, very aggressive. Yeah, it was an aggressive "I love you." He was like, "I love you too, Rachel." Like it was like declaring to everyone in Iceland. All the Icelandic people were like, shut up. Yeah. One doesn't even go down here. Like, you need to be quiet. Just a fun fact. Did you know that? Like, certain times of the year, it's like, it doesn't, it just doesn't go down. Yeah. It's crazy. It's weird. No, there are crazy parts of this world. Yeah. <laughs> so Rachel comes back to the, uh, the room with all the ladies. She says, I know this is really awkward and I respect you guys so much. I think it's just going to be a tough week for all of us. And this is where I thought Rachel had massive cojones when she says, I'm sorry in advance. Okay. Oh, dude. When she said, I'm sorry in advance, I was like, did you see Susie's face? Like Susie, Susie caught it. Gabby either caught it and chose to ignore it. Or Gabby was like, I'm about to get ready for my shenanigans. You know, Gabby was like, whatever. Susie heard it. The look on Susie's face when she said, like, it was like, boom. And Susie's like myself. Like, you can read between the lines and anything. And it sucks because to your detriment, it's like, you will figure stuff out that you don't want to know. But your brain has already been like, I heard it. I picked up on this clue. Oh, no. You know, and so Susie so, was there. Susie was like, <laughs> "This, this was his first. This was one of his many mistakes. He let each woman to each woman to believe they were the pick. Yep, which is the biggest player move of all mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. It was just one thing after another, Ugh. and then so that apologize that apology in advance though. Ooh. Oof. she's basically like, yeah, like we did it. <laughs> and, it was- and he's picking me and I'm sorry that you guys have to be broken up with. That's basically what she was saying. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that you guys have to go through what you're going to go through, but like, we're going to be fine. Which was just interesting. The fact that it came from Rachel who was upset with Sarah for like telling them stuff about Clayton. Like she didn't have to apologize in advance. That's the way that I saw it. Maybe she let it slip. Maybe she didn't think it would be interpreted that way. But if you were a detective like Susie, Susie is like, there is a crack in the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get to Gabby's date. I think my favorite part of this entire thing was how she goes, I don't give a flying crap about looking hot. I need to be warm. So I'm going to wear baggy pants. I'm going to wear a jacket over a turtleneck. Yeah. I'm going to wear mittens. I'm going to wear tennis shoes. I did think, I, I did appreciate that. If I'm going to be out here in the middle of the nowhere in the sands, I'm going to be warm. Yeah. Because it's like, be functional. Functional does not mean less attractive all the time. 
Like, and plus he knows that you're hot anyway. So I just, I, I saw a funny tweet last night. I said, there's two kinds of women in the cold. And it was Gabby and the other one was Susie. Oh, yeah. Still, like, still was trying to look like, hey, I'm yeah. trying to be warm, but, like, hotness over, over warm. Right. Susie was like, I'm adorable. I'm, like, I'm so cute. And it was a really cute outfit, you know? Like, it was a really cute outfit. It just was, was not. freezing. <laughs> was not prepared for Iceland. She was freezing. <laughs> but, so yeah. They, uh, Clayton arrives in a doom buggy and they go race around that for a while and then they head to a uh, what he called a diner seemed like just a restaurant near yeah. the same where they were at uh, Gabby says I know I could end up heartbroken but I trust you and if I do end up at the end and if I do end up at the end I don't want to be I don't want to be because you didn't explore your options I want to be because you did and you chose me. Once again, totally reasonable point of view. Yeah. 100%. Like, I get it. And also, Twitter was roasting Clayton's outfit choice. Listen, I don't even remember what it was. The, vel- the, the, it was the orange turtleneck. Let me let me look this up because I don't even remember. I stopped paying attention to what he is wearing because it's so blah. Like the fact that they brought up Gabby. It's like Velma from Scooby Doo. Like he wears the same thing as Gabby's grandpa. <laughs> he looks like Velma from Scooby Doo. Let me look this up. I'm just gonna Google Clayton orange turtleneck. Let's see if it comes up. You can also just Google Scooby Doo. Hilarious. You can also just Google Clayton Scooby Doo. Because I feel like it would be the same results. I'm gonna do that. So they're having uh, they're having dinner. Uh, they have that conversation, and then it just kind of ends. Like this date was kind of like whatever. Like they were just like getting through it. Yeah, that's what I felt. Like it was nice, but like they did have the fun time driving around and everything, you know. And and she was like, I could see us like living our lives and you know, having fun with then having kids and, but this being part of our lives is the adventure. And clearly she's fun. He has fun with her. And she is, I think what's interesting about Gabby and what I think, fingers crossed, because I still am not really rooting for Susie to be the bachelorette because I feel like it's too obvious. But I think that with Gabby, she is like really sweet, but she's also funny, fun, you know? So she, she doesn't have the edge like Katie, or like you were talking about, uh, Caitlin, it's there, but it's not as like edgy, but she's like, her humor is just goofy, you know, she's yeah. funny, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, what she was saying about how she could see herself with him because like, they'd be doing stuff like this and still fun. And he clear, they do clearly laugh together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the sure. Most important thing ever in a relationship. So yeah, I don't know. I think that seeing them at that little diner and like them talking was very sweet. I thought that was, it, they, it was just cute. It felt very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that was my favorite of the meals so mm-hmm. far. Uh, we get to the dinner portion. Gabby uh, is also hoping that Clayton, that Clayton opens up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he, they, the conversation has a very similar feel to Rachel's conversation. Yeah. Where she asks him to open up, he does this long monologue and it ends with, I realize that, like, you know, I'm falling in love with you. I am, I really am. 
Mm-hmm. Basically the same thing. Yeah, that's the other troubling thing. Because it's like, it's almost like he's not functioning in a way that these, all these women are going to go back and watch these episodes. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like, or does he not care? Does he not think about it? The way that it's going to be taken. I mean, obviously he doesn't know the edit that it'll receive. But I would always, if I was the bachelorette, I would always be thinking this man is going to hear what I say to these other men. And honestly, my thought wouldn't even be what the other contestants feel. Mm-hmm. Like, it is what it is. Like, you might see them at events. They might reach out to you. You might reach out to them. It's yeah. Whatever. My, my thought process would always be looking through the lens of my person. Yeah, that, like, that's what I mean. Like, my thought process would always be, if I was Clayton in his shoes, I'd be like, I need to remember that I'm going to have to explain all my actions to Susie, mm-hmm. who I hope to be engaged with, uh, engaged to while this is airing. Mm-hmm. So I need to be reminding myself that in each interaction, I have to remind myself, Susie will be watching this as my fiance. That's what I mean. It's like, but like, if he hadn't picked, which we believe he did already, and he clearly had told Susie, um, but if he hadn't picked and he'd still figure it out, there's a small enough pool of women that you would then go about treating each woman with the respect of like, if you are the one that I end up with, you may hear this. You know, if it's Gabby, if it's Rachel, if it's Susie, you would have to look at them through the lens of like, if you are the one, I have to respect this time and then respect, you know, yeah, like respect the time everything that I've said to this person. So the lack of empathy, I think that's what really gets me is the lack of empathy. Cause he didn't think about how Susie would take it or if he had figured it out, how any one of them take it. He's just doling out. I love you. like Oprah. Like, it's, yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell you that I love you. I'm going to tell you that I'm falling in love with you, but I'm going to spin it in a way that you think that I told you that I love you. That's mm-hmm. what I'm with Gabby. The way that he spun it, was like, she felt like he was like, I love you. But I was like, no, 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 Gabby. He's telling you, I'm falling in love with you. He was very careful to yell from the sidewalk. I'm falling in love with you. And it feels so good. The girl yes. the day before said declaratively, I love you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so obviously after feeling that she got what she needed, they head back to the fantasy suite, which is a yurt in the middle of, in the middle of nowhere, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, tub outside she mentioned several times during the day that she wanted hot tub and uh, on strawberries and champagne so that's so she had some in the evening did yeah. you get that where she wanted the date to be whale washing with champagne and strawberries and that's what she wanted to be her date. that's hilarious <laughs> she's like this is what i want we're like well you're gonna go dune bugging but you'll get you'll get what you want later yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah. so as they're as they're getting ready for their activities in the evening, we cut back to the hotel. As you mentioned before, get uh, Susie is now walking down a spiral staircase saying, I'm just spiraling emotionally through the worst case scenario. Whereas Clayton falling in love or him being physically intimate with Gabby, I just hope like Clayton's on the same page. He's not. He's not. Right. <laughs> right. Gabby, he is on a page that you do not want to read <laughs> right now. It's very obvious that he is 
feeling differently about his pages. Goodness gracious, Clayton. Yeah. Um, also, when he was making out with Gabby, what did he say? Like, uh, let's something like let's either turn the heat up or like let's keep the heat or something. There was something that he said. I watch everything with closed captions, so like the things that I was picking up on, I was like, what? Like it was something that he said about heat. And I don't remember what it was now, but I was like, shut up. Uh, so at this point, I want to read two of my favorite tweets from last night. Yeah. One was, we talked about this earlier, Rachel saying sorry in advance is the move of a cold heart assassin who is almost certainly sobbing on some stairs in one hour. This is when I thought that we were going to do the rose ceremony last night. I like that oh, one. Oh, yeah. From the reception. And then the other one, I've got a feel. <laughs> this was him saying, quote, I've got the feelings and I'm not going to fight them unquote I said maybe fight them a little buddy my okay so my favorite tweet was the bachelor um and they said Clayton Clayton yelling I love you from the street to both women is the most effed up thing so far this season lol like Shanae and the shrimp made more sense to me (laughs) yeah it was handling I just, man, the way that he spiraled in his time of The Bachelor and props to the producers one more time for their edit because, like, you're right. They could have done the, the rose ceremony last night. They could have closed this chapter. They could have been like, but, you know, close. Clearly, there's no closing of the chapter because now everything is blowing up. <laughs> everything is blown up. But, yeah, they were like, here, we're going to give you one full normal feeling episode with the feeling and sense of impending doom with each I love you. <laughs> Every I love you was like a nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. And morning, we could all feel it coming. Yeah. The next morning, uh, Clayton walks back into their room with breakfast in bed and champagne. So they have breakfast together. And then he leaves. And then this is when he yells, Gabby, I'm falling in love with you, Gabby. And it feels so good. So good. So good. Emphasis on so good. And also, probably also because he was walking away from a morning after <laughs> getting laid. Yes. So, like he's basically singing in the rain. <laughs> he's Gene Kelly walking on the street, just being like, doesn't matter if it's pouring out of here. Yeah, feeling good. So, of course, he's like, woo, yeah, fall in love with you feels so good, Gabby. <laughs> I'm like, nah. Yeah. nah. <laughs> Gabby heads back into the room where all the girls are sitting. Uh, I don't... This... What, what, what saying? I was just saying Gabby heads back to the room, and I don't know if it was intentional, or the, I don't know if the bedhead was intentional or unintentional. Okay, so I was totally, this is what I was going to mention, the bedhead. Poor Susie, once again, like I'm saying, Detective Susie's on the case. She's catching these, she's just looking for any sort of like, what happened last night? You just need to know. Is he sleeping with them? Is he saying, I love you? Like, does he love me? And so every time Susie like looks at the case, she catches something. Like, so Rachel's like, hey, apologies in advance. Boom. Susie's like, what? Picks up on it. Keeps going through life, but it's like, I heard it. I caught it. I don't, I can't stand it. Gabby walks in cheerful, looks normal, but her hair is a little messed up. Susie then is like, she's, oh, look at her. She's got, she's got some bedhead. 
<laughs> then Gabby, the Gabby's reaction, she could have just been like, oh, you know, made a joke about it. Now, Gabby then gets like, oh, gosh, does it look better? <laughs> the, Gabby's reaction, just that moment, Susie picks up on is like, that's a real bedhead, though. That's not the wind. That's not the Icelandic wind. That's sex hair. Yeah. Uh, Gabby lets them know that she spent the night in a luxury yurt. And there was a huge bed in the middle. It was beautiful. Which that was that was the last thing that Susie wanted to hear. Susie, 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 Susie. When she when she called out that bedhead though, mm-hmm. died. And then Gabby's like, "Does it look better?" Like I'm like Gabby, your reaction, the way that your face dropped for a second, told Susie everything she needed to know. Yeah. Oh, Susie, this recap just makes my heart hurt for her. It was awful. <laughs> Susie gets ready for her date. She says, she starts to get upset. She says, there's no reason to cry, to be crying. I don't know anything. I just want to get to the bottom of it. And that's the thing that I was saying, like, when you, when you analyze, when you're an overanalyzer and you pick up on things that you don't, you wish that you hadn't picked up on. And mm-hmm. like it doesn't mean anything. It's fine. No, you've already you've already overanalyzed everything. You already see everything that you need to see, and it's not a pretty picture. Ugh, Susie. So then we cut to Clayton. We cut to Clayton, who's stressing out. He says, "I now, I now realize I've told two women I'm in love with them. I also know that I could feel that way about feel that way with Susie." So now, 1,000%, I'm going to absolutely shatter somebody. I just don't want to hurt anybody, and I'm going to. I just didn't want to fall in love with multiple people. You didn't think about that before you went around and told... Like, he, if he had just had a self-check before doing these, these two actions, his dates, if he could have just looked at it and said, I love all three of them. I'm going to hurt somebody. So therefore, I shouldn't tell all three of them. I need to be damn sure who it is and tell that person. Yes. He didn't need to reflect after two dates on his way to the third. (laughs) So Susie says, I just hope I can be comfortable and like relax today. We cut to her fighting a a sideways wind. Mm -hmm. A a tornado to get the curtain. Yeah. They're going to go to Iceland's famous Sky Lagoon. Uh, they change into swimsuits. My favorite, though, was from her. Cold. My favorite, though, was when he told her to do the jump as she's about to blow away. And he's like, do the jump, you know, the classic, like, run, jump. And she was like, no. <laughs> I can't. I just, I can barely walk right now. I can't. Right. I was like, props to you, Susie, for not being like, oh. Just gonna jump and wrap around. She, she, the girl could barely move. Right. So she's like, "No, I can't. I can't." I was like, "Good for you." So they change the swimsuits. They go from cold mist room to sauna to outdoor cold plunge. Mm-hmm. And I guess they just go this, do this a few times, because it didn't seem like each step was just once. Yeah. Yeah, it was back and forth. It seemed like they were just making a rotation. It was back and forth. If you're going to be in Iceland, this rotation, which is fine, needs to be completely indoors. Don't make them go outside to have to go to the the polar plunge or whatever. 
Right. I was like, dang, that would hurt my body. Yeah. And I'd probably wake up with a cold the next morning, even though they say that you don't get cold because of weather, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Susie says, maybe this is like my relationship with Clayton. So, uh, okay, I'm done. She's, she's very, she was very just like very frazzled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. And obviously part of it was emotions and part of it was this seemed hellish at best. Yeah. I, I, was, I was like, poor Susie, for them to give her a date where she has to be hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. And she's also wondering, like, did he sleep with everybody? Did he sleep with everybody? Does he sleep with anybody? Does he love me? Oh, <laughs> hmm. it's terrible. So eventually she begins to settle in. She says to finally see Clayton and feel his energy. This guy that I'm falling in love with, I just feel reassured. And then he says, I have every intention of telling Susie tonight that I'm in love with her. And it just like those statements, those statements alone, back yeah. to back, without the rest of the episode, seem wholesome and sweet. And I'm just like, yes, this is what we're looking for. But when you incorporate the rest of the episode, it, it is just not good. We're spiraling towards disaster because we were. It is not good. Um, yeah, it was. You're right. That should have been super cute. That should have been really sweet. That should have been us being like, it's Susie. It's totally Susie. But this was like, oh my gosh. You just, you just slept with two women and told them the L word. And now you're like, but I'm definitely going to, and now I'm going to tell Susie that I love her. Like it didn't feel any special, any more special to the, to, to Susie or to the women. It won't, obviously we'll see the fallout. It, didn't feel any more special to us because to the viewers it's like the value of i love you decreases every time you say it to a different person in that capacity Mm -hmm. especially when you word it the exact same way (laughs) yeah uh he says i'm no longer it's no longer about me falling in love with you i am in love with you uh she's she's very surprised she says, oh my gosh, I honestly didn't expect to hear that. Mm-hmm. Because I think she had seen him very obviously sleep with the other two. Yeah. Like the writing that he slept with them was on the wall. Yeah. So I think she was confused about how you can say I'm in love, you're in love with me if you've already slept with the other two. Yeah. Which is what leads her to ask the questions. Yeah. She said, there are things I feel like, yeah. She says, there are few things I feel like I can't compromise. I know you just told me that you feel like you're in love with me, but do you feel the same way with anybody else? Or have you like slept with another woman? Those are things that like, I would be like impossible to move forward towards an engagement. If I'm sharing your love with somebody else, I just don't think I could be uncomfortable with that would be comfortable the look on his face like I I took a picture of my tv because I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna probably I'm gonna use this to post at some point um within our next uh Instagram post the look on his face though (laughs) yeah 
as you said, I guess my, you know, what, what. <laughs> so for the next couple yeah. minutes, for the next couple minutes of this interaction, I am very much the sides are both being reasonable. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Susie's expect Susie's thoughts that he she prefer him not sleep with other people. Totally reasonable. Yeah. Clayton's response of well, like I didn't know. Yeah. So totally reasonable. Wish you, wish you had told me the way, at least expressed the way that you felt about this, because is what fantasy suites like you told me to explore my feelings with everybody and this is what i'm here to do totally i think this season do you like so do you like believe not i guess not believe because i kind of know what you believe but like do you get the idea of like alternate timelines and like the idea of the multiverse yeah yeah so obviously you're a Marvel fan. You understand how the multiverse works. That's exactly what I thought of. I was like, for sure, yes. <laughs> but my thought process is there was a very clear and distinct separate timeline set up for this entire show. If last week, at the end of that date, Susie says, we're heading into next week. I need you to know that it would be hard for me to continue on with you. Yeah. If you sleep with Rachel or Gabby next week i think he doesn't sleep with them because he wants to marry Susie, mm-hmm. and we have a totally drama-free ending he proposes and they probably break up by the end of the year for the sure way it's supposed to be done for sure i think you are correct because unfortunately and i don't want to say like the typical like guys are idiots they don't understand what we're you know trying to convey but like I had this conversation with one of my dearest friends recently um and he was telling me how he was like sometimes like we men just need you to actually say what you're saying yes instead of um instead of feeling what you're feeling and then hoping that we catch it because sometimes we just need you to blatantly map it out. You know, he's like, you just need, you just need to say everything. Even if you are like, this should be obvious. You need to state the obvious because my I, wife and I have this conversation quarterly. Really? Not, so, not often. It, that makes sense because like he and I were talking about just like, Oh, what was it? I think I was telling, I was telling about something that didn't work out with the guy in college or something. And I was telling this story and everything. And to me, the story to me was like, it's obvious the writing was on the wall, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, did you, what did he say to me? He was like, did you, were you very crystal clear? And I was like, well, I mean, all of my actions said, and he was like, no, 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 no. Your actions, like you cannot expect a man to always read your actions. You have to say the words too. And yeah. I was like, excuse me, what actions are the most important thing? And he was like, no, they are, but you need to say words to match the actions or you cannot always blame the guy for missing it. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, just talk to us like we're idiots sometimes. That would be preferential for everybody. And it was so funny the way that he said it. He was like, 
we will miss it. We will miss it. And then you will be sad or mad or whatever. This is what happens with all of you. You need to just say it crystal clear. And I think to link that, that recent conversation to what you just said, if Susie had just been crystal clear and said, here's how I feel, it would have been the perfect opportunity. But she hoped that if he sensed his way to loving her, he would therefore say, well, obviously I'm not going to make these decisions. Yeah. But he's like, you didn't say it. Therefore, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> you. Uh, he responds, he responds, you did say to like explore relationships. To answer your question, yes, I have slept with someone else here. And yes, I've expressed feelings towards someone else of falling in love. What did you think when he said that? When he said that phrase, that sentence to someone else? Uh, not inaccurate. He did, he did sleep with someone else and he did tell someone else that he's falling in love. I what thought that say, was exactly the way that I, whenever I'm caught in something, <laughs> yeah. I will say it without saying it. And so I was like, oh gosh, though. But then when he said that, I was like, that's going to come back and bite you. If that's going to come back and bite you. Oh my gosh, you said someone, like you said, not a lie, but not fully the truth. Yeah. I mean, what he said was accurate. So this conversation goes back and forth where then eventually he's back to in the corner where he's forced to say that he slept with both of them. Yeah. Yeah. He says, then he says, um, what do he say? I did tell someone else. Well, what do he say? I, I did, I did sleep with someone, uh, both of them. Like it was just like, he was finally like, you know what? I'm going to say it. Yes. He, he says, I told myself coming into this that I wouldn't fall in love with multiple women. <laughs> he says, but I can tell you that like right now I am most, I am the most in love with you. I'm the most in love with you, though. So she's going to be like, oh, oh okay. It's- and she responds, she responds with, it makes me more sad for all, for all of it. I honestly don't feel like I knew how strongly you felt because he refused to tell anybody. And then he says, I don't think I can get past those things. I just don't think I can. And at this point, at this point, I'm still feeling that both sides are being fairly reasonable. Oh, same, 100%. Like at this point, like, at this point, Twitter was like getting a little anxious. Mm -hmm. Obviously people already hate Clayton and they love Susie. So like, let's be patient. Let's see how this finishes out before we crucify someone. They were... Those people were looking for a reason to be like, see, Clinton's the worst. See? Yeah. Like those people were looking for a reason to, to put their, to camp out in one camp, you know, to be like, that's it. I picked yeah. that. Because we are going to crucify someone. Exactly. That happens every year. I was just Terrible. waiting. Yeah, it's, it's an awful, Bachelor Nation is the worst. Really is. But we do crucify people. And I was just waiting to see, like, okay, I know we're going to crucify someone, but, like, 
let's find the crucifiable action mm-hmm. before we decide. And then he starts to get frustrated. He, you can see him start to like get wrapped up at the, wrapped up at this point. He says, had I known how important that was to you, that it was literally a deal breaker, I would have changed the way that I approach things. I would hope that what we have is something that's worth fighting for. Yeah. And so she is like, I just can't get past it. I just, I can't get past it. I wish that you had basically not made that decision. You know, this, she's basically telling him like, this is something that I'm not willing to compromise on. And I think that's what got him when she put her foot down and said, I'm just not, which like you said, Susie was handling it very nicely. Mm-hmm. He wasn't saying like, you're trash. You slept with two other women. You're gross. Like she, yeah. this is where I'm at, you know? Um, and I just don't think I can compromise it. Yeah. I think that was the turning point when she said, I can't, I can't move on this. And then he start. he is getting obviously very angry. He mm-hmm. says, he clarifies that he slept with both of them because he was feeling love for, feel, having feelings of love for both of them and had to see how the physical connection is. He says, mm-hmm. if you felt strongly about this, why wouldn't you have told me early on? You don't tell me until now and it's after the fact. The words were reasonable. Yeah, yeah. But the tone and the frustration and the inflection I could tell that this is why Susie walked away. Yeah. Because he was getting to a point where the conversation was not being productive because of how frustrated he was getting. Yeah. And I do applaud the fact that she walked away but didn't go away. She Mm -hmm. was like, I'm done forever. Like, she was like, you know, I just... She needed to regroup. Yeah. Yeah. And as she regrouped, she did say, like, I understand what he's saying, basically. Um, when what did she say? It was like, I, I that is hard for me to, to make that decision, basically, like to make that call right now. Yeah, she she says I don't know what... he's having a meltdown, uh, a la um what's the other guy's name? Jump the fence. We hate Clayton. no Colton. Colton. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's the other one saying? <laughs> yeah, this is the moment. This was his fence jumping moment if he chose to do so. Like, he could have been like, I'm done. So she's talking to her producer outside. She says, I don't know what to do. Clayton storms off. Uh, someone's following him. He says, this is exactly what I was afraid of. I don't believe in anything anymore. Everything is literally invalidated. And this is where, the, the like, I was getting distracted by things that were happening at my house. So mm-hmm. I wasn't able to be fully present. Fully present for this. Mm-hmm. So like this is what this it was at this point that I started to get distracted and I knew that I had to rewatch this part. Mm-hmm. This because this is like, like the worst I, place to get distracted. <laughs> I, you gotta zone in. <laughs> my my son was supposed to be asleep and was not going to sleep. Aww. So it was just it was a lot going on. So yeah. And it, I was seeing Twitter explode but like i'm just like i feel like i missed some i feel like i missed something Uh because i was frustrated and upset 
but not clearly as upset as Twitter was telling me I should have been. Uh-huh. So this is where I lost it. And I want, so this, we talked about this before, and I want to preface this at this point in the episode. For those of you who are new, this is new information for you. If you're an old listener of the show, buckle up because it's happening again. You're every, does it every year, guys. He does it every year. <laughs> every season of The Bachelor, I get irrationally defensive of who I consider to be the person that I would have picked to marry in this group. And defends her, like, to the death. To the death, yes. To the death. Uh, I'm Matt James. I applaud your loyalty. I applaud your loyalty. You're like, that's my person, ride or die. I got you. Like on Peter's season, it was most obviously Alea. Listen, Alea could have lit the entire set on fire, killed people, and he would have been like, but she wasn't bad though. They deserved it. <laughs> on Colton season, for whatever reason, it was Kaylin. Oh, for sure. I could not understand. I had trouble with the LA thing, but then she was a guest and now she's a friend of the show. She's cool. I'm cool with that. We have not had Kaylin on. Therefore, I still do not understand the Kaylin. I don't understand it either. Did my the sense. entire season mad at you for this, but yep, that was his girl, ride or die. And it didn't make any sense because it obviously should have been Hannah Brown, the Alabama Connections. It should have yeah, been. I was shocked. When you picked that side in the fight, I was like, what? I don't know. It was weird. But be that as it may, this season, it's been obviously Susie. It's been Susie all along. Ever since she was compared to, what's her name? Debbie? Debbie Ryan and Hannah Brown. Debbie Ryan. Debbie Ryan and Hannah, Hannah Brown. And when you revealed your, your crush on Debbie Ryan, that was it. Like, first episode, that was yeah. it. I knew who your girl was. You tried to temper it a little bit. You tried to be, like, reasonable and chill about it. I knew at some point it would come out. I didn't think it would come out in this way. But when you texted me last night, I was like, here it is. <laughs> yeah. So, so as I'm watching this, I, I always, you see yourself through the prism of the lead. If mm-hmm. the lead identify, if you identify with the lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a man, I, for better or for worse, identify with Clayton as the man of the show. Uh-huh. And which, like you said, that's that was why you were able to say, like, here's what he's thinking. Here's his logic. Exactly. Now, this three, these women, these three s- spots are similar to the three that I would have had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I would have had Teddy instead of Gabby. Yeah. But I, I understand. I thought it would have been Serene instead of Gabby, though. But that- if, it was, if it was me. Yeah, yeah. If I was, if I was a woman making assumption of what, yeah. So it sounds like you guys are tracking though. Yeah. I I think Rachel, based purely on looks, to me, was Mm -hmm. the prettiest of this season. Mm -hmm. Susie, I think, is the most genuine, and how she like and how she's behaving is the most I think genuine to her. Yeah. And I thought Teddy was just undeniably so sweet. Yes. So that for me, that would be my three, but our threes are not similar, are not dissimilar. Right. Considering Teddy was number five. Right, right. Because I know, yeah, even when he gave Teddy the first impression, Rose, you and I talked about it and I was like, I think Teddy is going to be like, I was nervous for Teddy at first because I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Teddy. 
Cause I was like, I feel like this is going to be your person. And then either she gets sent home early or, you know, like, cause remember with Marissa, when she, mm-hmm. got home, she was like your pick out the gate before, before the season, you were like, we just never saw her. And then she just got sent home, but you were like, but all right. So you always like, I feel like you always mourn the loss of Marissa. <laughs> wow. that, that was hard for me. I had high expectations for Marissa. You sure did. You sure did. <laughs> so we've been doing this show for a few years. Like I can always like kind of get a feel of who we, I'm like, he's going to go for her. So yeah. His person. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fair. So this was where I started to build up an irritation with Clayton. Mm-hmm. Because Susie goes off to talk to her producer and is trying so hard to empathize, understand mm-hmm. where he's coming. She says, I get where he's coming from. I, I get his words. Mm-hmm. I'm just having trouble reconciling that with how I feel. Right, right. Where Clayton does the exact opposite, where he goes outside and immediately starts lashing out. Yes. Saying that everything was invalidated, the season was ruined, Susie was the worst. Yeah. Jesse very clearly, as Nick put it, was very clearly on call and there because they knew what was going down. Jesse was straight up like, I feel like <laughs> I just imagine Jesse was like chilling in his Icelandic hotel room. He's like eating some pizza, living his life. Like Jesse's like, yeah, dude, I'm in Iceland. I'm freaking host of The Bachelor. Like I got the night off while this dude goes to sleep with his third lady. Cool, <laughs> whatever. And then they're like, Jesse. We need you. We need you down at the hotel right now. Clayton's losing his mind. And he's like, what? Get his coat on real quick. He probably just still had his robe on underneath. He's probably like, what's going on, Clayton? You know? <laughs> my night in like this? Nick said that he believes Jesse always knew he was going to be needed because the producers knew. The producers were informed enough on all sides to know that Clayton and Susie were heading headfirst to an impact of disagreement. <laughs> so they're like, Jesse, don't get settled in tonight. Look, don't get settled in for the night. That's why he looks so frazzled when he got there. <laughs> like, I, I know that you want to sleep because it's the middle of the night and I get that, but you're going to actually have to work tonight. And I would not even say that what Jesse did would be considered working. No. Because he was useless. Too. That's what sucks too, though, because Jesse didn't have to quote unquote work, but he was probably like, I'm just trying to be in my hotel room, catching up on episodes of like Selling Sunset or whatever he's watching. <laughs> and then he's like, I got to show up here, say two things and be like, what's going on, man? Well, I know you loved her. All right, see ya. <laughs> what he said. And he, Anything else, guys? I'm going back. Yeah. Clayton, Clayton says, okay, I thought about it. And Clayton's like, hopefully she comes back and says, okay, I thought about it. Let's talk it out. I thought about uh, it. Out. Now let's have sex. That's what he wanted. Like, so we can calm down and be like, geez, can we just get this show onto the bed? <laughs> he says she just tore me apart. And while he's saying this, Susie's walking out to meet him, but the look on her face suggests that things are not good now. Susie is like, we can talk. I understand. I've thought more about it. I understand where you're coming from. 
I still understand where I'm coming from, but I want to hear more of what you were saying. Yes. Like you said, she empathized. She processed. She empathized. Then she's like, let's communicate more because that is what you do in relationships. Yeah. She says, I probably should have like had that conversation just about what sex means to me earlier, but I didn't know that you were feeling so strongly. Like, I don't feel like I can leave here with you, but like, I don't know what to do right now then he cuts her off says what do you mean you've made your mind up i was trying to convince you but it's like and then he goes off on his invalidated like the fact that she's he basically accuses her of like not feeling strongly for him right it was like he was trying to take everything i think that's also the thing about him if I'm empathizing with him, his side, I think he was losing his mind because A, he loves Susie the most. B, he was vulnerable enough to tell her finally, like, I love you. But his I love you to her was so raw and so real that mm-hmm. when it didn't work out the way that he thought, he just lost his mind because he was like, oh my gosh, I got to take it back. So then he tried to, to scramble and take it back and say mean things because mm-hmm. he was so hurt. Yeah, she starts crying says how awful she feels, how she wishes she would have handled things differently. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, I wish I would have handled things differently, but I know you're about to send me home. And then mm-hmm. I have this up. Like, I understand that that's like how this went. Yeah. I thought it was interesting too. Cause like she, cause she was very aware of the way that he was speaking to her and the things that he was saying, like, she was like, that's really hurtful, you know? Um, and just the way that you're talking right now. And then he was like, totally blew that off, you know? But she she kept her cool though. She didn't scream at him. She didn't no, say mean things to him. No, he says I don't even know who I'm looking at anymore. That's what got me. Bomb. Yeah, you just dropped a bombshell on me, and I don't agree with it at all. How you went about it, I think it's BS. I'm sorry that I even raised my voice. It's because I cared so much. I really did love you. Really did. Did really did. did. You. Anything yeah. you think of me at this point doesn't matter to me anymore. So I'm going to walk you out. And this was where I went from, like, there was a, like, this interaction right here was, like, a range of emotions. It was, like, dumbfound what? There was that. There was rage. There was Uh disgust and disappointment. I'm like, this man has clearly so little control over his feelings and his emotions and how he handles them that because of because the woman that he says he supposedly loves disagrees with how he went about their relationship mm-hmm. that he thinks that she clearly must hate him yeah and he was and like it was almost to him like if anything was the opposite like he seems to have invalidated everything she had said or done for the entirety of their journey because that's what i thought i was like he's the one who's doing the invalidating mm-hmm. he did not invalidate anything if anything the reason she's reacting the way that she did is because she loved him so much yes that yeah. was an understanding and i was like why aren't you getting the fact that she's like i'm hurt because you chose to sleep with two other women while claiming to have loved me the most because yes. like that makes me even sadder 
Because yeah, like if a guy was like, I love you the most, but I slept with like 10 other women. Yeah. It was you the whole time. Like I'd be like, if you knew it was me the whole time, that doesn't make sense. Don't tell me that because it makes me work. It makes it worse. So yeah, if anything, he was the one who was invalidating things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this keeps going for another few minutes. Uh, so Clayton walks Susie out by walking ahead of her, not paying attention. She yes. says, I genuinely like want, to, want you to know that this was real for me. I promised you that every ounce of this has been real. And I actually feel awful about this, about how this has gone down tonight. Uh, he walks up, doesn't, doesn't say anything to respond to that, opens the car door and says, he hopes that this was, he, he said, because of my beliefs, I think that everything happens for a reason. And I hope this has taught me that I need to find someone who will fight for me as much as I fight for them. Like that was the weirdest parting of ways. He didn't fight for, he didn't do anything to fight. No. When all he, all he, did, he, he didn't fight all for of that. That was the most toxic. That was the most toxic part of it to me mm-hmm. was that yeah, well, yeah. he flipped it around and was like, I deserve somebody that loves me. And because of my beliefs, you know, it was like, what is your belief? Have to, what? Like, excuse me. So then it makes it seem like he's the better person in it. She's the screw up. She's gross. She, I can't believe she did this to me. That was what was the strangest thing about that. Like I, yeah, when he used the, because of my beliefs, I was like, what, what did you, what are you doing? He turned straight up, turned into a totally different person. Yeah. And he, at this point I was already done with him. So like everything he was doing was just so infuriating for me. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time that I'm probably going to ever say this about a lead, that I've ever said this about a lead, and maybe it'll be the last, you know, I really hope he does end up single mm-hmm. because the way he's handled this for with Susie and the way the other interactions had gone with Rachel and Gabby, all three of them, sweet, genuine people. Yeah. At least at this point, do are, do not deserve to be with this person. It is very telling, like that fight with Susie is very telling of who, of what he would be like in a fight off camera, you know, like that's not, that stuff that someone has to work through, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's not like, um, yeah, I don't know that would be really hard for me to be like, okay, I'll end up with you after all of this. Like, even if it was still Susie and she worked through it with him and she was like, okay, you know, everything's fine. I'll stay. I still would be like, that's a red flag. And I I saw some very interesting points where I was seeing people say how he knows that there is 10 cameras seven sound guys and 15 producers and security around there. How would he have handled this if it was just the two of them in a bar parking lot? Exactly. Exactly. Like that's, that's what I'm saying is that his unwillingness to listen to her and to process and to empathize his, his just like completely switching off 
And like you said, like the beginning of the argument was reasonable. The beginning yeah. of his freak out and his like distress of like, I didn't know this information, totally reasonable. But then the fact that she was step, she stepped aside and then he just completely like, instead of processing the way that he processed was the part where that's what he needs to work on. Uh-huh. And I, I, like I said, when we were texting yesterday, I was like, I have my thoughts. I was not sure of the way that I felt about Susie because I was like, girl, come on, you know what show you're on. You can't blame him. Um, and then I also saw a bunch of people being like, Susie just wants to be the bachelorette. And I was like, probably, you know, so <laughs> like, come on, I can't blame him for, for that. But what I can say is a giant red flag is the way that he processed everything. Yes. Got him into trouble. And he, basically some of his final quotes of the episode were, that was my biggest fear. My heart's not in it anymore. My heart's out. It's out. It's done. It's over. It's over. And, and because of what he crying. just said there, because of what he just said there, I was like, yeah, you're done right. It's over. It's over with every, every woman in this show too. Because of the way that you just handled all of that and the words that you just said by it, everything being invalidated, my heart's not in it, I'm done. Because if he ended up with somebody the week afterwards and then they rewatch this, I'd be like, if I was Gabby or Rachel, I'd be like, you just said there, you loved her the most, you flipped out and then you said your heart's not in it. But then the next day you proposed to me? Right. No. And we see next week, we see in the preview, both ladies are like, how is these I love you supposed to feel special when we know that he told I love you all three of us? Uh-huh. Like what he's saying isn't special. What he's saying may not even be true. Mm-hmm. And like Gabby straight up tells him like, I can't trust anything that you're saying. Yeah. Like, so it's just, I'm excited. It's another two night event next week. Yes. I'm here for it. I love two-nighters like this. Props, I gotta say, props to Clayton for being so dumb that he gave us one hell of a season. (laughs) And I could tell things were going poorly, like you said, when Teddy said, I hope you're doing okay. I'm like, well, he's probably not happy with Susie right now. Or he's probably not happily with Rachel right now because otherwise Teddy wouldn't have felt the need to say, I hope you're doing okay. Right. Like, and the fact that Mike flies two weeks ago is like, it ain't even over yet. This has been unresolved for months now. Good freaking board. We just, we, there's a lot of things that, there's a lot of things that still need to go down. Yeah. Uh, Is it all ending next week? I would think so. Okay. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't remember if it, like, if that was, because it's two nights, but yeah, I think you're right. I don't remember. Um, part of me wants like more weeks because <laughs> I'm just like, let's love is blind it. Like, let's, let's go through the process with them. I got to see him living with one of them. Maybe he's living with all three of them. You know, like I got to see, I got to see the normal life. I think it would be really interesting if they did some, if they started using Disney Plus for some behind the scene and exclusive content. I would love that. 
Like, I would yeah. love to get the full interrupt, uninterrupted version, unedited version of, like, Women Tell All. Yeah. Like, just have that available. Yeah. Because that Women Tell All is, like, forever, all day. <laughs> oh, gosh, though. Man, what a, what a two-night episodes. What a journey. Yeah. Still, it's still not over. I am just, I'm really eager to see why Teddy said, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Do you think we get our bachelorette announcement next week? You know. Do you think it's the final thing that they do next week is announce our bachelorette? Like maybe they'll go back to that old process, you know, where they used to do the reveal. They used to do the reveal at the tell-all, or no, on the finale. Um, and then they started doing it on the tell-all, but I don't know. I feel like they have to just based solely on time. Yeah. Like, person has to start filming. If they want to start, the, if they want to start the season like they normally do in mid-May. Yeah. They have to know who it is. They have to do it like now. Yeah. Oh man. The fact that Clayton is our Missouri boy too. <laughs> yeah, this makes us look terrible. Uh, um, I could see that. I could see that. I could see it being soon. Because you're right. Like they're like, hey, the fact that we don't know yet. Like I don't. Well, know. I, I feel like they're going to want to because mm-hmm. clearly this doesn't end well. Right. So the only good news they'll have next week. <laughs> Is yeah. the next you know, I did not ever consider Rachel. I think Rachel might be in the running. You know, Maybe. I I didn't think about this until just now because it was always to me and it was always a two horse race. It was Susie or Gabby. And for Gabby to be so like people were rooting for Gabby after like two or three episodes to be the next bachelorette. And I was like, what is this? Why are people talking about Gabby so freaking early on? You know? But I feel like Gabby is a she's a contender. Susie is an obvious contender. I think they might go maybe they might be like, "Hey, you know what? We're just going to pick Rachel." Start clean, like start fresh. <laughs> we have three good choices yeah because I, I, I would watch a Rachel season I, if we include Rachel I think we have four good choices I think Teddy would be a good choice Teddy yeah Teddy is a good choice uh, I think Gabby is one of the obvious choices mm-hmm. based on how fun she is and it would be a a, a funnier a more fun quirkier season mm-hmm. because like they can't they can't take away personality if it's everything they say yeah like she's just so goofy I feel like it would just have to be fun it yeah it would be hilarious um like I said she's not like Katie but Katie still had a sense of humor um she's not she's not as intense as Katie but she's funny she's goofy and she's like she'd be really entertaining plus we get that grandpa back Uh, but i'm gonna go my prediction for bachelorette 
just now completely hadn't thought about it before. My prediction is going to be Rachel. We've never had a pilot bachelorette. <laughs> I just think we don't know anything about her. We don't. Like, but I all, think all, she... of, all of her screen time was based on Clayton. Her physical connection with Clayton. Yeah. Where Susie and Gabby, we learned about them. Yeah. We did learn about them. You're right. And we did, we have a sense of their personalities. Mm-hmm. More so. But I, I don't know. I think maybe, I think they might pick Rachel just based on the fact that we don't know much about her. We know that she's a pilot. We know that she's adventurous. Um, we know that she's really sweet. She's pretty, obviously. She's very nice. Yeah. And I think that she, I don't think that she'd be boring. So I'm, I'm going to go with Gabby, or not Gabby. I, I would want it to be Gabby. Gabby's my favorite, which I like didn't expect to say that because after like episode two, you and I were like, this girl needs to go home. Like that voice, her crying, come on. <laughs> I think she also got more comfortable and better throughout the yeah. season as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, yeah, um, I want Gabby. I think it'll be Rachel. If it's Rachel, I think I'm cool with it. Susie's too obvious for me. So she's too obvious. Fair. All right. Well, this was a long episode. Sure was. I feel like we've been doing this for quite a while. Uh, we we also had a lot to cover. So it was unfortunate Women Tell All was also the same week as this because there's also a lot to cover from the episode itself. We have a lot uh, of thoughts and opinions. Yes, lots of thoughts and opinions. Uh, next week, like you said, is another two-nighter. So we'll be back once again, either Wednesday night or Thursday morning for that episode. So be looking for that. A uh, lot going on. Uh, so from what Nick said, he and several other Bachelor alum are being invited to the taping. Really? He believes that the drama may have peaked, but it is far, far from over. I don't think it's peaked. I think next week is going to be even more insane. He he said, obviously, he hasn't seen that any of that information Uh yet, but he says that the amount of, the amount of, like, razzle-dazzle in terms of alumni that they're bringing in for next week suggests that this will continue to be crazy. Yeah, because it's two women. There's two women that now have to deal with the fallout of this. Yes. And then there's also something that Jesse says, like, you know, whose door does he go knock on? And what is Jesse going to tell him that, like, he's like, this could change everything for you? What is it? Is Teddy going to show up and be like, guess what, actually? I do want to sleep with you right now. And he's going to be like, well, guess what? Everybody's making me mad, so okay. And he ends up with Teddy. (laughs) That would be great. Hey, well, boom. I lost my virginity, but I got a rose. (laughs) Yeah, fair. All right. uh, Until next week, all y'all, let us know what you thought about everything. Was Everything. Was Susie in the wrong how how wrong was Clayton? Where did you see the split between their their behavior? Uh, so just let us know what you thought was the craziest part, the best part, the worst part of the episode uh, on our socials. Our socials are at, at Right Reasons Pod on Twitter, at Podcasting for the Right Reasons on Instagram. And if you can support our Patreon, our Patreon is patreon.com slash podcasting for that reason, four bucks a month to help us uh, continue to make the show better. Tell us everything, guys. Tell us all of your thoughts and opinions. Let us know. Ernie, I will talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Bye.